It's good to be back with a new series of our podcast, Fintech X, Emerging Leaders, where we bring you the inspiring stories of India's leading entrepreneur and their journey to the top. I'm Astha Raut and today we are in conversation with our very special guests, Nikita and Nishita Balyat Singh, the dynamic duo and the ultimate sustainability enthusiasts who came up with rechargeable and bio-organic batteries for electronic vehicles. Well, they have been recipients of multiple awards and recognitions such as Forbes 30 Under 30, Best SME, Sustainable Engineering and have also spoken about their contribution to making a greener planet at TEDx. I welcome you both to our podcast and thank you for giving us your precious time. So before we begin, tell us about your childhood, education, aspirations and basically Nikita and Nishita minus the entrepreneurial time. See, for me and uh, Nikita both, I think from, uh, specifically for me at least, from the childhood, I have been very, very passionate about uh, aircrafts, machines, vehicles, all of that. So that that passion has always remained there, you know, whatever I do uh, all through my childhood, my schooling, this love for machines have always remained. And that's where I think things have grown from there. And eventually we progressed and we've seen, uh, if I have to say how the story begins and you know where things began from, it is this passion for, uh, for uh, machines and aircrafts and engines and typically that stuff. And eventually progressing in our life towards picking up career goals. And uh, we, we come from a family business background. So we've seen business happen in the family since our birth. So that's where uh, the, the inclination towards entrepreneurship actually grows. And eventually also the school that we belong to, Science International, the founder chairman, uh, Dr. Vijay Kumar, he was a very profound entrepreneur. He always wanted to promote entrepreneurship. And it was his goal to create uh, global entrepreneurs. So that's how somewhere this got mixed up and the journey has gone towards entrepreneurship through technology. So basically, since the childhood, you had that inside you that I have to do something which actually includes machines. Yeah, I mean, not like I have to do something which includes machines. My calling was the machines. I mean, I used to often end up uh, dismantling things to find out what's there inside, how, you know, the machine is set up, how the mechanism works, stuff like that. So eventually it turned into my interest always remains uh, in the machine. So what happens is automatically you kind of even hunt for things in that domain only. So even in, so for, for example, like if I'm reading about something, so that's, it's more of a technological kind of thing that I'm reading. So that's how automatically things flow that way. Correct. Okay. So tell me, when was the day when you actually decided to be an entrepreneur, like your big aha moment happened and how did the idea of uh, going uh, in, like having this, inclination towards the environment and making a uh, lithium-ion free battery, all those things come into your mind. How did you actually uh, form that idea? See, I'll tell you what, there is no Eureka moment, honestly. It's not like, you know, you're like, this is what's going to happen. It builds over time. For me and Nikita, we've we've been into like, we we do a lot of on-terrace conversations. Continuously, we keep discussing, we keep talking, we talk a lot, me and Nikita. So on yeah. one of these terrorist conversations, we just happened to discuss about electric vehicles sometime in 2019. Yeah. And uh, we were just discussing that, you know, 
since 2011 2012 lot of vehicles uh, have been in talks evs have been in talks but they have not really been uh, on road even like 7 8 years later this we were talking 2019 right so that's where we thought yeah. maybe evs needed a kind of a revamp there was something to be worked upon there and that's how the idea eventually started framing so it's not like one you like a moment where you know you have the entire such ready it's over time that we eventually realized and more than the evs the batteries that are basically the brain and the heart of the evs are a concern they need to be answered to first and in the batteries when you look at different problems like what what the issue is you realize the lithium ion batteries are again uh, not batteries which uh, are sustainable in nature or uh, you know they are not okay. like i mean they are more harmful than the benefits that they have and things like that and eventually you kind of build upon your story where you are like okay so electric vehicle is the space that you're going to work in batteries is a specific domain that we going to cater to and uh, in a very parallel space there were a lot of these news reports coming up during winter 2019 2020 uh, early 2020 jan feb the air quality index of delhi and the neighboring states it really really deteriorated it was terrible and the reason was yeah. that the farmers across uh, the neighboring cities and neighboring states of punjab haryana up they were burning their uh, remaining stubble after they were harvesting their crops so that was creating a lot of pollution so me and nikita just discussed to find out you know if there's a possible way where you could use that material and not burn it and try and build the batteries if that works so that was that was probably just a thought and that one of time because we had realized with our uh, discussions research that lithium ion batteries are not sustainable that would be something alternate and in a very old biochemistry book we had come across a peptide protein battery concept which could potentially be uh, a game changing disruptive technology uh fighting against the odds of lithium ion batteries and other kind of batteries and that's where it it just randomly then clicked that you know earlier we were chemically synthesizing this protein and trying to build the battery that would be then when we came across this new headlines of aqi and all that so then we were like why not if if you know you can use that crop to build the battery then that's the best possible marriage that you can have and uh, that's how we realized that these crops in the northern plains are technically wheat rice stuff like that and they are all protein rich so there is a possibility that you can actually not burn that stubble the residue that remains procure it and extract protein out of it so that's what we did so it's it's not like uh, you know you're very sure from the first day that this is what i'm going to do it just eventually came to us and we took it the way it came to us that's it and that that's how the entire structure uh, came out to be the way it is today right so so this game changing idea that we are talking about right now so who did you share it with like for the first time and how were your parents supportive in this idea i think for the first time so it was me and nikita only who talked about it aapas mein so the first sharing yeah, so that that's like obvious because you both yeah. are like one entity apart from that right apart from that i think we had spoken to uh, mom and dad maybe i don't really remember clearly as to who the first initial discussions happened with i think it was with mom and dad and also with uh, my uncle my mama ji in fact and uh, i think yeah that that was that is where the initial discussions happened where uh, mom and dad were okay obviously supportive they 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 were uh, happy to know that we want to uh, get on to our own ventures and all and they they were supportive no doubt <laughs> they definitely gave us a green signal and uh, they wanted us to go ahead they were fine with it mamu gave us the critical side to the thing you know where you uh, kind of analyze the positive side and the negative yeah. side and then bring build your conviction as to how it can actually suit us so he gave us the market scenario the possibility of how things can change and how the market is and what probably the target market can be so we when we started off we were not really 
very clear on which what is the target market for us it could be anything it could have been uh, consumer electronics like laptops and phones grid storage solar power uh, panel storage everything and evs as well so narrowing down to evs was where all of these discussions helped us come down to so i think yeah they were the first people that we discussed with uh, in the near family only my mom and dad uh, mamu mama ji and i think even nani dada dadi just the close family yeah. couple of friends as well who been very very close to us so just little discussions like you know it's not like a review from them that you would like to start and what your feedback is just letting them know that you know this is what we are now working on so that's how it was yes to see there's like nothing more important than having supportive people and like positivity around you so i can really figure out it would have been not much of a battle for you anyway but then there has to be some major challenges and how did you guys overcome that like what did you do to execute your plan the idea it was already formed in your mind so how did you execute that oh uh, uh see i mean yeah definitely one major thing of the entire uh, structure is execution of a plan that is already not taken shape so in terms of yeah. uh, challenges that we face i think uh, both me and nikita have different sets of challenges that we come across while i would have okay. had a, a challenge more specific towards the management side nikita can definitely tell you about the technological side challenges that we had to face but so i'll go first and i'll tell you about a couple of management technical i mean management side uh, hindrances that you know for probably we come across maybe first was when you're starting off uh, with the company you're obviously analyzing as to what exactly the structure of the company is going to be whether you wanted to just continue under uh, a, a no name proprietorship partnership kind of thing or you wanted more structured like the private limited company and stuff so that was there are decision making points where you want to you know, structure is how it has to be then we realized that for having a startup india startup odisha and all those definitions it has to be a private limited company or a registered entity kind of thing so that's where we moved into doing a private limited thing then eventually you have your documents that have to be kept in place so when you're looking for investment to the investors and you want to grow so that's like more like a growth part of the company your investors have so there are a lot of documents that they will need so if it is not there from the first day itself you would be in a fix when you know you have to publish those documents for them for verification for diligence whatever so then documentation is one major part that we have to look into so everything that you know you you do from the beginning till wherever we are today you make sure we document everything even smaller processes you know like you you're building a small concept kind of a structure that also has to be documented any paper design documented uh, hr policies sops everything 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 had to be documented so those are couple of challenges that i feel we've come across and we've built that okay. space for ourselves so now right now that part is pretty strong you know everything is documented for us uh and any any paperwork anything is all in place and then that's also one thing I, i i talk to anybody any any startup any company i tell this to them uh, first and foremost is you maintain your documentation you know you keep your paperwork very clear paperwork and the financials so the next challenge would be the financials so from the very beginning if you're a private limited company you as a founder you definitely have to take care of all the dates all the deadlines all your forms that you have to fill up with mca uh, roc guidelines all the documents that have to be uploaded your auditors everything so all of this part is very important to any company that you start today it might be small tomorrow if you're looking at a growth you have to take care of this right in the beginning so these are challenges which i thought on the management side were very uh, core and uh, that's maybe a part of the journey that we've covered so far the technical side nikita will tell you better yeah we would love to listen that from nikita what were the technical technical side challenges you guys had to overcome 
Uh, hi, first of all, good afternoon, and I'm a little sorry for joining a little late. Uh, I was a little tied up yeah. with uh, something. Yeah. So technical side is, uh, you know, it's a conversation which, uh, which you know, we discovered these challenges with time. So it was not that when we decided we want to get into this, we were sure that there will be certain challenges that we face. So uh, I think the initial experiment that we did, we were very confident, and uh, there there was not much of a challenge apart from. the fact that it was a pandemic and we were all locked in our homes and we had to do it from our homes uh, yeah. so we had to look for things uh, which were available at home at that point of time and then we had to kind of you know assemble those components together and make our first battery cell so uh, and in fact and interestingly we made uh, our first battery cell in the lockdown during the lockdown in 2020 and uh, we made it out of chickpeas and kidney beans because oh, that was the most available protein source for us okay and uh, apart from after that uh, we did realize that you know this is cannot be a very home based production system you have to step out and you have to have labs and you have to work in a more professional more commercialized way so uh, that's where i think we were lucky that we got incubated with kit kiit here in bhubaneswar yeah. and uh, they gave us gave us this entire lab support Uh, and also this little bit of uh, grants that we managed to get from the government of india under the department of science and technology so that facilitated a lot of this uh, professional development of the cell but uh, eventually when we started working on the technology side uh, we started also realizing the fact that uh, you need a lot of more elements uh, we need a bigger team obviously because it was difficult to manage doing it with uh, just two of us or say just two or three of us in the beginning so that that's where i think we began working on uh, structuring a team looking for different minds different specializations when we talk about engineering so uh, ideally you know it sounds very convenient that if you're an engineer you can build anything but every engineer has their own specialization and uh, they are so different from the others that you cannot really have one person managing it all so we had yeah. to figure out uh, what are the kinds of people we will need for battery technology and then we had to fit in the right Uh, people into the team so yeah these are a few uh, challenges kind of you know that we had to overcome on a daily basis apart from that your sourcing of raw materials and working with equipment and machines certain things that we uh, deal with every day so that just keeps going on and adding on eventually and then we also overcome uh, as and when we keep experimenting with things right okay so now let's talk about nexus power what exactly your company is about and a few of them already know about it and the rest of them like why don't you give a broader idea about what exactly your company does well uh, in uh, i would say in one line uh, nexus power makes uh, biodegradable electric vehicle batteries from crop residue and uh, that's ideally something that i think everybody knows by now but uh, yeah. to give it a broader perspective we we basically work on the chemistry of the battery cell and okay. we are working on an innovation which is patentable technology and we are not just assembling batteries or we are not just importing the technology we are actually building it ourselves we are doing the r&d behind the entire product and we are making it in india for the indian audience for the global audience as well correct so uh as you said that you guys actually did a lot of work during the covid lockdown 
so how did you like the, how was the strategy to the keep the balance between your cost input and output like how did it influence your production and the finished goods you know lockdown anyway was impacting a lot of things across the globe uh, specifically for people in the hardware segment so when you're into a software or an it based thing it's still more convenient to kind of work from home and you know yeah, exactly. work on coding and all happens online but somehow your hardware based structures it may be anything it can it was infrastructure telecom all of them was really impacted as far as nexus goes uh, a lot of advancement for us happened in the lockdown no doubt but that is more like a home based thing so me and nikita doing it together in the house because we were together was still convenient but post yeah. that you know, when you have to look at a structure where you have to be more uh, synchronized with the team you got to have more professional machines to build the same thing that was where the lab was required and the lab access would have happened to us specifically in another institute where we were utilizing the institutional labs first so that was one space where we really lacked time because we could not have the access during the entire lockdown phase space we never had an access to a lab so during that space we could not really do physical r&d what maximum yeah. we could do was any normal people getting up like like any other person was doing was get up on your laptop and you know theoretically look at how things can be built but in terms of battery chemistries and research it's not not very possible that we structureize everything theoretically i remember having uh, online these virtual calls with the team and you know at one point like we were discussing and discussing and discussing so at one point the answer is very obvious that you know isko karke dekhna padega so mm-hmm. that karke dekhna would obviously happen when the lockdown is clear so that that kind of is a space where it does happen Uh, it, it has so to do it practically yes yes for us to yeah. build a battery it has to be more practical it cannot be very theoretical most of these okay you could come very close to what you want theoretically but you have to do it practically to have the cell ready at the end of the day it is a hardware it is not a software which could be virtually built so that was one uh, during covid one major thing that i think we've lost uh, time on apart from that we've actually uh, tried to utilize that space in building uh, our conviction as a company as a brand so we we build right. the entire structure of how nexus you know is is going to formulate and how how the entire structure is going to be so the nexus logo had to come in the the uh, entire structure the vision the mission whatever we call it you know so uh, the branding side of the entire structure so that is what we majorly yeah. worked upon structurizing each and every vertical of the company and at the same time also doing theoretical research as much as possible so that once the lockdown kind of eases out Uh, we have the access to lab we could immediately get into the labs and at least you know try out what we been able to theoretically hunt down for yeah correct so i i i just uh, like you just talked about the nexus logo is there a specific idea behind the logo it's a very pretty logo of nexus car that we already see thank you thank you uh, Yeah. you know nexus uh, the word itself means uh, a, i mean a collection of different connections coming together so it's like different connections yeah. together that's what nexus means and that's uh, what we we kind of really thought about the battery you know it's, it's different cells come together so that's why nexus as a as a brand name and uh, the logo is 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 a it's like different connections of all directions they come together to build one element so that's where you have the okay. uh, four different Uh, arrows coming up to make that one connection in front yeah, and uh, the you know the if you notice the three in green one in a slight blue shade so just to sort of highlight there which is you know kind of the fast dart charging enabling feature so that's a little blue fast highlight kind of a thing 
more you know it's like uh, normally you use a blue or a dark dark blue kind of a shade where you talk about lightning and rain and stuff so it's just like a lightning fast charging stuff so it's that thing comes together to make nexus and correct, correct. yeah so now that we are already past i can't say past covid but probably a little bit past covid so how do you guys plan like what are your strategies to commercialize your idea right now we we have a uh, fully you know our timelines are very clearly drafted and structured so we would like to hopefully go on the timeline as far as possible so in, in terms of our timelines we are looking at a mass production stage somewhere around 2024 right. so that by uh, by then we have our entire structure the product very perfectly ready like the final product which one has to go into the market and until then so like you say it's already 2022 almost so like two years before we go commercial so in these two years yeah. is where we we are looking at doing a lot of market trials with ev manufacturers across india and also do large scale paid pilots with them so our plan is to actually uh, show the product to the company uh, manufacturers mm-hmm. and make sure that they understand the features and they understand how it is better than a lithium ion battery how it is cost effective and how it could impact the performance of their vehicles and then eventually go commercial and by the time we go commercial because we would have done market trials and paid pilots we would definitely have contracts which could go ahead for long term sales so that's the plan for now in terms of our timelines and uh, you know when you can actually see nexus in the market so our our target market is a b2b market business to business only for now and we are targeting the ev manufacturers the two wheeler and three wheelers so uh, yeah. the, I, i believe this plan of you know starting off with market trials and then going paid pilots at a larger scale and then eventually going commercial is what definitely suits us the best correct that sounds like a plan so yeah so tell me lastly i would like to ask you guys what is your leadership mantra like that you have achieved your level of success right now and knowing that it's a knowing that there's often a gender gap in your sector that you that you have actually right now so especially when it comes to leadership what what are your what are your thoughts on the leadership mantra that you follow leadership mantra you know there's uh, as an entrepreneur there is nothing like a typical mantra or there is no matrix that lets you keep going and keep going it's just that you got to get up every day and back yourself because as an entrepreneur you have a sound space of ups and downs almost every day so every day in an entrepreneur's life would have a lot of ups and lots of downs lot of downs together so it's not about like one particular mantra or a magic something that works it's just that you got to get up every morning believe in your passion remember why you got into this entire space and just keep going and as far as the uh, you know uh, how we me and nigel complement each other and how it works with the team so with the team we we are more like very approachable as people so it's not like you know you have proper hierarchy that you have to maintain a proper code of conduct and stuff for the initial smaller teams the r and d teams as, as there is nothing like a very huge ceo term or something like that we very approachable we discuss uh, a lot in and out about technology about other things at the same time it make sure that the uh, you know code of conduct is never breached so that's how the structure for us works and uh, my my motivation would always uh, you know just be that you keep going that's all it's, it's, it's the reason that you got into this space correct what I about would say yeah sorry yeah tell me yeah so i was saying that uh, for me it has always been the fact that it's important to have an emotional strength as an entrepreneur as a founder for a startup 
because uh, there are times when you actually expect something to happen and it doesn't happen and then there are times when you achieve too many things at once so these highs and lows tend to uh, you know deviate your focus in a particular journey so i really believe that for an entrepreneur it's it's very important to be emotionally very stable you have to have a linear graph of emotions all through your journey as a founder and uh, that really helps it helps tremendously well when it comes to looking at the operations and uh, trying to focus on your work so you don't have to get too excited about your achievements and don't have to get too depressed about things that you lost you just have to maintain your calm and be patient uh, and perseverance is another key thing that i follow personally uh, in the entire journey that i've had but most importantly yes i would say it's uh, entrepreneurship is not just about having the right team or having a very innovative idea or maybe or maybe having enough funds to uh, operate the business but it is more important to be very very stable emotionally as founders yeah correct so i would like to end this on a very uh, like amazing and last note like asking you one right question i think which would be like your one advice for the generations to come now that what would you actually suggest them looking at you are very conscious about the environment and everything else so what would be your one advice well my advice to uh, all these young uh, budding entrepreneurs or you know who aspiring entrepreneurs that we say would be that uh, yeah you know it's very important that you get into doing what you want to do really want to do if you want to be an entrepreneur make sure that you actually want to be an entrepreneur and that is why you're getting into it not because you are you are you're seeing your friends around into that space and that's very catchy and fascinating so you want to jump into being an entrepreneur or not because you you you're doing a job and you're tired of your job and you want some space so you want to get into doing business it's very important that you understand as to why you're an entrepreneur and why you want to be an entrepreneur that's one thing that i would say that analyze yourself whether you actually want to be one or you're just doing it because you know it's kind of a fad around you first thing second i would say as an entrepreneur uh, once you started off your journey as an entrepreneur and you've highlighted as to what area you want to work in it's very important like i mentioned paperwork is very very important you got to make sure that i mean again depends on your scalability level do you really want to scale or you want to be at a small smb space whatever the you know your vision is you got to have your paperwork or documentation aligned to that so if you're looking at a growth perspective say an all india operation kind of a thing something like a paytm or some you know sort or maybe zomato or thing like that then you got to be sure that yeah. all your paperwork is in place or documentation is in place and that is not being messed up because in case if you mess up that somehow you will not be able to uh, scale up the way you want to because your every step has to have proper backing you know if if one of them is hollow you would maybe just fall down so that's how it is and uh, yeah i think there are the two major things that i would say and, and uh, one of the most important uh, uh, another advice that i would give is just that if you you know entrepreneurship is more like business so business is technically supposed to be operations revenue and profits right so you got to go that way i mean uh, for people who at times want to get into entrepreneurship just because you know you can raise funds and you want to raise funds and that's how you'll scale up that's not how businesses happen you got to be prepared for a model which is a non funding model which is a self sustainable model which is making money out of the profits or revenues that you're earning not just the fundraising so fundraising is not like a milestone of your uh, business it's it's more like a right. supporting space for your journey so that's more that i would uh, maybe give out to people who want to learn to entrepreneurship okay what about you nikita uh 
I have, I guess, again, two things to say. First and most importantly, I believe uh, it's a very nice idea to go out and challenge yourself with uh, different concepts that we have. So I believe as children, we have a lot of ideas. In school, we tend to you know, work on a lot of innovative ideas. But by the time we reach the phase of, uh, say, our 20s, we kind of lose this attitude of experimenting with those ideas and trying to work on them. So I would say for people, you should try out and experiment with those ideas because only when you experiment, you will know whether it is successful or not or whether it can be something breakthrough in the market or not. So there's a very famous saying, which is a ship in the harbor is safe, but that is not what it is built for. So keeping this in mind, it is important that people challenge themselves, they challenge their limits and their ideas so that we can have a lot of innovation coming out of this part of the country. Second, as I mentioned earlier, it's very important to be emotionally very stable. So uh, I think this is something that everybody should also keep a note of. That apart from everything that you do in the company, be very stable emotionally as a founder. It really helps. So things you have achieved in an age where most of the youth, they wonder if they can put a plus two card over a plus two card in an Uno game, your success has been massive. I would like to congratulate both of you and thank you for being a part of our podcast and sharing your inspiring story with us. It has been nothing but wonderful to have both of you in the show. Thank you. Thank Thank you you. so much. It's a pleasure interacting with you.